I'm Casey Jackson. I'm Miles Rogers, and this is Show Stories, produced by the Hive Mind Collective. It's a podcast about all things local music. Great stories from shows past. And promoting bands, musicians, artists, and producers that are making music in your community. And now, here's Show Stories. Hey everyone, it's Casey Jackson, producer of our show. On this, the pilot episode, we'll hear from my co-host Miles Rogers, who claims to have played in about 18 bands since age 15. He's also the one who pushed me to do this podcast. Later, we'll hear an interview Miles did with his old friend Aaron Kondrat, who was in a local band here called The Russo. First, here's Miles. I'm talking with Miles Rogers today because Miles has been doing this since he was how old? Uh, 15, I think, when I first started. That's uh, when you first started, just picked up I the mean, bass? It's, I got a guitar, actually. Guitar I, first? I, I got a guitar first, because, uh, but, but guitar was difficult. Um, <laughs> and, and if I played bass, I could be in a band the next week and be passing out flyers. So Nice. I start, and then, but at that point, I was just a bass player, so... You know what everybody says. Oh, he's just the bass player. So I taught myself how to play guitar and I mean various other instruments over the years, horns and whatnot. See, right away, I'll tell you my opinion. Bass players are highly underrated, if you ask me. I agree with you. They're very pivotal parts of the band, so don't ever sell yourself short of my projects. I I appreciate that. I'm very proud of being a bass player. I take pride in being a a a bass player first. Um, So I think like a bass player. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Uh, so, let's see. Started out with bass, 15 years old. What? What? I, that first band uh, would have been like what? Dead End Drive, Chad Pinkney, Cody Jones, Hans Shen. We'll name drop a little bit. Camera Grammar on on a uh, Spotify. Check it out. Oh, nice. Yeah, Hans Shen. He's he's doing some cool things. Um, and I mean, just you know, where uh, were you going to school at that point? Olympus High. Olympus school. High. Yeah, we're uh, both kind of East Side kids because I went to Hillcrest. That's more of Mid Valley, but I forget that still East yeah. Side board. Yeah, that's how I. That's I mean, that's why we started going to take the fall shows because we saw their flyers hey, everywhere, hey, all over Cottonwood Heights and shit, drop. dude. There's a name drop. That's probably uh, my favorite band I I played in at that age. Um, uh, Austin, obviously the late Austin Parton, rest in peace. Um, and uh, Daniel and. Uh, Bert Hoagland. Um, uh, yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun. We did a little little bits of touring, uh, you know, up to Half Circle in Evanston, Wyoming. Um, went out to California one time, played a bunch of bust shows, uh, like one in like a little um, like restaurant. They moved all the tables to the side, and and there was a big old old ju- jukebox in there. It was super funny. But yeah, they were just kind of bust shows, and then. Um, Lauren Madsen, he had been touring a lot with uh, a band, just a solo project called The Yearbook. He, um, I, don't know, I think he wanted to just play with some people, you know what I mean? And we wanted I to... remember hearing about that project yeah. and seeing Flyers again <laughs> around town. He was super, uh, that was one thing he was always really good at, was uh, promoting. We decided to bring him into the Take the Fall fold. Bert left to go play for Murray um, with Chris Alder and... Uh, so I, uh, yeah, we got, um, we talked to Lauren, Lauren, we were good friends with Lauren, um, <clears throat> decided that in order to get on the road, we needed to kind of streamline everything. And so we taught Lauren how to play the drums overnight, you know what I mean? Pretty, pretty quick. Uh, he, he learned how to play the drums. And so it was me, Dan, Austin, and then Lauren on the drums changed the band name to, uh, the Lauderdale. And that's probably where we did most of our significant DIY touring all over the all over the Midwest all over the West Coast it was uh, a lot of fun met a met a lot of cool bands I'm still friends with today uh, the row goodnight sunrise those dudes uh, one of the dudes from goodnight sunrise uh, in a in a band in um, Los Angeles uh, all good things all good things rock that was that was pretty cool and uh, um, Austin had some personal issues so he uh, after about a year of just DIY touring, um, he uh, went to Arizona with his family and 
was with them for a while. And uh, we just kind of fell apart, you know. He was he was our leader, yeah. So we didn't know what to do. So um, I at that point moved to Oregon and uh, started playing with uh, just a mutual friend band we had met on the road. Um, they were called the Row. It was a Christian band. It was a lot of fun, kind of interesting. Just a lot of. Um, we played a, a Christian festival. It was uh, with, I, I think the headliner that year was MXPX on a different oh, wow. day. Yes. Yeah. Nice. We, we had to leave that day, so we didn't get to see them. But uh, it was a interesting take. You know what I mean? Seeing uh, yeah, kids coming to shows for a whole a whole other reason than, than just the music. Just the you music know what I mean? Like I've seen, yeah. I guess there was there was other reasons to come to shows back in the day too, but that was the main thing for us, for us musicians anyway, is to see other bands and. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. but I mean, it's uh, if you if you have a, an extra reason for them to be there, you have just that many more. For you sure. know what I mean? It was super fun. We uh, even even when I wasn't playing in Christian bands, you know, I'm, we became associated with that band because in the Northwest, that's a lot of a lot of the you know way into touring is is. You know church groups and stuff uh this guy pastor chad um he uh he he was a youth leader for a local presbyterian church in, in lebanon oregon lebanon lebanon you better say it right that's funny that's topical um anyway lebanon pastor chad youth presbyterian leader he um in order to get kids involved in the church he would get in contact with like smaller bands trying to put shows on hey, I have this auditorium. Do you want to come put shows on here? And if you came to church on Sunday, you got to come to the show for free. Oh, wow. Yeah, super cool. I mean, I, I thought it was a really cool thing. And he would always buy, like, you know, 200 bucks worth of Taco Bell for all the bands. So it became, like, a pretty solid stop every time we were touring through there. We we would make sure we hit Lebanon, Oregon, for sure. It was a, it was a great little spot. So in the context of being an underground band and and actually getting yourself out on a tour and stuff like that like what's is it, is it all about just finding venues like that to to go to well, and I, then kind of lining it up or like how did how did you guys even approach that it's crazy it's 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 wild the success that lauren was able to have um before facebook was what it is now because right. I mean, he was just using, myspace but he was using myspace you know what i mean and myspace was great for it um but uh but we i mean Literally, man, uh, coffee shops, um, small bars, you know what I mean? Like any, any place that, that you could feasibly put on a live band, you talk to the owner and you can talk them into it if you can't get a show in that town. Another thing uh, that uh, we figured out the hard way is the wrong towns to try to book are like San Diego and Los Angeles and whatnot. You want to book your bigger markets. towns like Lebanon or Lebanon, Oregon, where there's nothing else going on that night except for your show you know you go to los angeles there's 100 other concerts happening that same evening <clears throat> and uh because it, they're it, in a big city they haven't heard of it <laughs> yeah you know what i mean your yours is the last one on the list that they're coming to yeah but cruising through lebanon oregon you get 400 kids packed into a little church auditorium you know what i mean it was some of the craziest things we've ever done so um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just it's just looking for the smaller smaller market areas, and then, I mean, once you you know get a <clears throat> uh, you know a show in the area, then you find the band that most recently played there, and then you find their fans, and then you hit them up. Hey, my band's coming through. Whatever. There. I mean, I know that's that's taboo these days because that's what killed MySpace was. Hey, listen to my band. Hey, mm-hmm. check out my band. Hey, yeah. hey, you guys. <laughs> I, I have a band. Well, I, mean, I want you to listen to. It. And you look at it on Facebook now, and you, you, it's hard to get likes on Facebook about your band too, or get people to even give a shit. I know. <laughs> so, if you have likes on Facebook, you know. it legitimizes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, likes on MySpace at the end of MySpace was oh okay. He had a bot running every day. Yeah. <laughs> so. It, it's it's uh, it's about finding the the opportunities and, and playing shows. I mean, so uh, <clears throat> after I uh, played for the Christian band for a little while, came back home, wasn't wasn't really doing um, music for a little bit, and then Lauren and Dan, who had played with me in the Lauderdale, um, they had started a project with uh, Clyde Armstrong, uh, started uh, called Black Hounds. Uh, Clyde Armstrong and Ben Hoagland. Those are great dudes. Love them to death. So a way that they were getting shows, it was um, a, a Hot Topic was trying to get into this like live acoustic shows. I remember thing. that. Do you remember they mm-hmm. were doing those for a little while? Like, big bands were doing it. Well, yeah. 
we were actually like one of the pilot bands for that program, like wow. like showing that it was working. You know what I mean? Um, we were like mentioned in like I don't know. We were told we were mentioned in some hot topic like upper meetings that this uh, this band from Salt Lake City was just playing Hot Topics. We literally, like, there were probably ten towns we couldn't get a show, a legit show for, and so we just played it a Hot Topic. Huh. And then we just hustle CDs in the mall, you know what I mean? Yeah, Five bucks man. a piece, and... Back then, you still could. <laughs> sell, sell 20 fucking CDs, and, and uh, on to the next town. Wow, that's... So... And I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, you'd get you'd get the mom appeal, you know what I mean? A mom there with her kid, and she's just like, you're from Salt Lake City, Utah? Where are your parents? Like, do you need dinner? This Did you evening? run away from like, camp? Can I, can I give you some, can I take you and get you dinner somewhere? Like, oh, well. That happened all the time. I mean, we had, uh, I mean, just like one of the be- one of the most most uh, memorable uh, red in California when we were in the Lauderdale. Uh, this lady took us out to Round Table Pizza afterwards, and it was just like, bought us like six, six pies, dude. It was just <laughs> so crazy, man. It's cool. I mean, little things happen like... Uh, um, we, uh, uh, our very, very first tour out of Salt Lake City uh, in the Lauderdale, um, we played a show in Idaho. It was kind of weird. And, uh, Tony's Billiards. Holy crap, dude. Tony's Billiards. I've got stories about Tony's Billiards. We'll, we'll talk about on this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, we had, we, this, we were supposed to play with this band in Missoula, Montana called Automatic Boy. Um. Kenny Fleetwood and Alex Parker. See, I'm still friends with all of these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, still in contact with a lot of these people that we played in bands with. Life's about connections, it's man. It really is. A lot of it's wild. Um, so, uh, Kenny and uh, Alex lived together in this, like, dope house in Missoula. Like, come to find out, the house is $800 a month. <laughs> and it's like a four-bedroom house in Missoula, Montana. Like, madhouse, dude. I love Missoula. Dude, it's such a great place. But, uh... <clears throat> So we had hit them up and just like, hey, we're supposed to play with you guys in Missoula. Like, um, um, do you guys like maybe know somewhere we can stay? Like maybe th- like thinking this was like like they might even be living with their parents. Like we didn't know how old these kids were or whatever. They're like, yeah, we've got a house. Just come by. We're like, what? <laughs> what the hell? So we drove to their house and like it was like three in the morning. We got there. We'd never met these kids before. They're like, come on in, dude. And they just like opened up their house to us and. Still, like I said, I'm still friends with two of those dudes. You know what I mean? I, we still, we, um, I mean, Facebook contact, you know what I mean? But I keep tabs on them, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and we, we uh, interact with each, with each other, uh, at least in the online fashion. But it's just like uh, little things like, like that same tour. Um, we figured out that we had <clears throat> somehow unintentionally booked a, a short leg of a tour with this band. We booked shows in these two different towns. And they had actually booked shows in, in the same town, booked the same shows. So we were playing with this band called The Seatbelt Tragedy two nights in a row. Um, still very good friends with the drummer of that band, John Paul. Talked to him like last week. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, <coughs> it, but we, uh, we contacted them just, hey, what are you guys doing today? They're like, we're, we just got into town. So we met, them up, but met up with them at a coffee shop. And, I mean, that ended up being a, a really long-term friendship in in terms of the band i mean we played every time we went to oregon you know they either came to our show or or we played with them and and then when i later joined the row in oregon uh playing for that christian band uh, i ended up playing the festival with them so you just interact with these dudes just time and time again after the you know that's what it's all about those connections you were saying Music is a powerful connector. It's so cool, man. Because, you know, these perfect strangers that you've never met before, you hang out with them for a couple hours in a coffee shop and you guys are best friends. Literally, man. It happens that quick. And I can, you know, even just being on the local level here, I mean, a lot of the guys that I've jammed with in this latest project that me and you were working on, I'd never met you guys before we started jamming this. And And it didn't take long before we were hella close, you know? (laughs) I mean, first night, yeah. I mean, first night we met jammed a little bit and then left and then uh casey called me or i called casey i don't remember and it was like hey do you want to hang out again like let's chat about some shit and so we ended up you know i mean it was it was instant chemistry but uh definitely yeah it's the kind of thing uh it's hard to find um i mean my my most most chemistry i've ever had with somebody was austin it was just so great you know what i mean just he, you think it, and he does it. You know what I mean. You don't even need to. You don't even need to talk about it. All of a sudden, it just happens. <clears throat> Wavelengths, for sure. Love that. That guy. He, he was. 
he literally one of my first influences on the local band being in a band might as well because me and my friend Cameron Jenkins just started going to shows and the bands that we were going to were Take the Fall, When Cars Crash, uh, <clears throat> When Cars Crash, oh yeah, um, that's a also Fast Cast Contingency Runaway. Plan, that? yes, um, the Contingency Plan, yeah, yeah. so um, many others, but I, I can't think of off the top of my head. But I mean, he just—I remember getting a you got a, their EP, the, the, the original three lineup. I think it was it was Bert and Chris and Chris Alder uh, and yeah, Bert and Austin. And I got that first CD and buried alive. I, yes, gotta get out of here. Yes. Buried alive. <laughs> he didn't even mean to do that. Like he, we made fun of him for that for years. Just the buried <laughs> alive. Gotta get out of here. We're gonna have lots more stories from Miles in our future episodes. The guys toured the U.S. and Canada, so he's got lots of good show stories to tell. This next interview with Miles's friend Aaron Contrat. It was enlightening on how small Salt Lake can sometimes be. As far as I knew, I'd never met Aaron before, but we found out later that he went to school with a childhood best friend of mine. Aaron and I had met at a birthday party when we were about 12. Here's Miles. Um, we're chatting today with Aaron Condrat, one of my old friends. Go way back. Way back. Um, Aaron, why don't you, uh, well, Aaron, why don't you tell us uh, when, when did you start playing music? I started playing music at age five. I was that stereotypical Asian kid who, yeah, classical okay. pianist at age five. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, I picked up guitar at about 12, and then got my first band at about 16 or 17, Okay, which is the kind of your high school, just, oh, yeah. you play this? That's awesome. Let's be in a band kind what of thing. What high school did you go to? Skyline. Skyline. Okay. I yeah. think I remembered that. Didn't well, you go to Skyline? No, I went to Olympus. Oh, yeah, that's what right. What year did you graduate? Oh, three. I'm old. No, you're just so like I we would have. Oh, three, so same year. Yeah. Yeah. Are you from Utah? I, yeah, I, I went, to, went Hillcrest, to Hillcrest. Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, no, I, we would have gone to school together. You were a senior when I was a sophomore. Sophomore. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like that's. Uh, I mean, in terms of Salt Lake music, it's like Special Edward Marshmallows. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, my <laughs> sophomore. My sophomore year. What band? What band were you in then? Well, at um, that point. Like I said, there wasn't anything serious. The most serious show we ever played was for, I don't know, five or six friends in the basement that we used to practice in. And, uh, you know, that was it. And then they all went on their missions, and I fortunately, uh, there was a, an opening in LaRusso, so I was able to join in probably about a month after they had started, which arose from the ashes of yeah. the marshmallows. Yeah, and, the marshmallows dying. Yep. John... Did you get in because John's your brother? I mean, that, essentially. Essentially, yeah. That's that's how you heard about it. Not necessarily like it, I mean, obviously your own chops got you in the band. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we uh, were sharing a practice space actually in my parents' basement at the time, and so we were sharing some equipment between practices and between bands. So it was after all my guys went on their missions, it was pretty seamless. I had been listening to Larusso for you know as long as they had been around, so it was only. Uh, and it was nice that my brother and I lived together, so we could just oh hey, let's learn some songs. Let's right write now. a song. Exactly. What do you do? How do you how you feeling right now? Should we write a song? Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, John played for the Marshmallows, actually, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. The whole time, or just um, not the whole time towards the end. I'd say like halfway. He was in good good while. Okay. No. Yeah. Part of that record that they did. What was that? If life were a musical. If life. Yeah, that's right. If life were a musical, nice. I, no, I, I I remember that because I have so many copies of it. Yeah. There, no, literally, they left a box at Kilby. We, oh. um, it was. Do you remember when Kilby was doing two t- two shows a day? Uh huh. Did you ever? Did you ever? Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. Dude. Well, they had like three band bills, so they exactly. could do that. Yeah, they they they'd cram in a like you know a five o'clock really? start time, uh-huh. and then they'd kill the show by eight, and then have an eight thirty start time, and I like not know that. And then back in the day, it was usually like the, the from first to last style of oh, yeah. hardcore bands. My band oh. was called The Ithaca Melody. Oh, that's that's right. A tongue twister, bro. That's awful. <laughs> that's such a cool band name, though. I love that. It was funny. It was, I, I remember Chad Pinkney just picking picking City. Like, he ended up being in a band called Camden later. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. it was just like, it, he was just picking City names. And I mean, we did the same thing in Lauderdale. That's you know right, I mean? yeah. Same shit. <laughs> but, um, okay, uh, so LaRusso. Um, that has been... Kind of a triumphant force for for a really long time. You're really long time. How did was there was there a dead time? Did you did you yeah. not do it for a little while? 
there was there about a period of two years, and I wasn't not doing it, but I was just doing solo acoustic stuff. Um, Were you still I, performing? Uh-huh. Yeah, cool. I got lucky, and I got a few up in Ogden and did some at Utah State. Like I said, I, I think the name I and mean, the moment shows kind kill of, it. Oh, yeah. It yeah. kind of carried me, and I was real tight with Allred back then, so that helped, too. The kind of shows that he was John going for was the, was the kind of stuff that I was doing, and a lot of the shows we actually did together, so... Uh, yeah, it worked out. It was after John got married and Ron started going full-time, I think, with Lauren, touring with Lauren full-time with... Yeah. Blackhounds? Black, he, that's right. It was still Blackhounds Black at still. the time. That's yeah. right, yeah. I, and so, he took your spot, yeah, right? So the, very, so, so the way the very end of Blackhounds, I quit, Ron joined. That's and right. Joined, Ron left your band. Uh, Ron went on a tour and you guys had two shows booked still. And so you, I was like, absolutely, I yeah. would love to yep. play for LaRusso. That would be so much fun. I remember those. So, yeah, we got together in, was it Chase's? Chase's Ma- basement. Chase's, Chase's basement. Chase's yep. parents' house. I mean, I s- I'm like, I mean, we were in our 20s by now, you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. I'm, that I, was, I still remember practicing with you, teaching you some of those songs. We were at my house one time, and I don't even remember where we were, but I still remember one of the practices. And I, I remember telling you this story at Tell Austin's me, I thing. remember now. I remember the story now. <laughs> we were playing the rescue. To your credit, like you had had two times, like really go over this song, but still, yeah. like you're Miles fucking Rogers, like let's oh, go. Come on, <laughs> don't do that. That's sweet. But uh, he misses a note, and he just gets this look on his face, like oh, I can't believe I just did that. Whatever. I'm like, okay, and it kind of stops there, and it comes back in on this big crescendo. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna get this, and he gets all excited, and he thinks he's gonna get it too, and comes in and uh, wrong note again, wrong and we note. both just look at him, and his face was just like probably seven shades of red. And I, <laughs> I so mean, at funny. that point, it wasn't a joke. At that point, it was like. You need to learn the song better, <laughs> bud. But you crushed it. The show. Do you remember who we played with that last show? Kill the Ataris, and yep. uh, we played. Seriously, yeah, I've, I've told you this. Yeah, so we played with the Ataris, and it was. Yeah, it I was played a, with them twice now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a really interesting show. Um, yeah, I guess but, it was more just Chris Rowe and whoever he hired sure, to go on same with us. Him, <laughs> same thing, and it yep. was different people. Yep. Um, and and that. The disappointing thing, I don't I don't mean to sit here and talk crap, but the disappointing thing for me about the Atari is this is Utah bands, but I want to talk about this band for a second. Man, they just didn't have enough per, like product, you know what I mean? After after yeah. that So that Long Astoria, so long Astoria they yeah, toured on it nothing. for fifteen years. They're yeah, still the, touring the on it. The cover of Boys of Summer, I still hear that song. On the radio. Yeah. Every day. And that's it. Yeah. You're that's not it. listening to the radio hard enough if you haven't heard that. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Seriously, <laughs> exactly. If you didn't hear it yesterday, you weren't listening to the radio. That's true. Yeah. X96, at least. Um, so, Aaron joins LaRusso. Um, what, uh, you were on that first record that you guys did? Um, I was on the last half of it. So, they had were in the studio recording it, which I believe was, what was supposed that first to be Mosh It was just self-titled EP. Okay, it was just LaRusso, LaRusso. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, Sam I came sang, in. right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And I came in the last half of that as they were finishing that, and I didn't actually record any instruments on it, but I still, to this day, can remember my suggestion. One of my suggestions for the songs, they they changed it based on how About I wrote it. it. Yeah. About oh, it. Yeah. Because, because they liked your musical direction. Oh, yeah. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, did Sam, Sam left? Yeah. Well, y- yes and no. Sam left the band. He no longer played with you. He no well, longer played with us, correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's all it needs to be said. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we, uh, we went through one of those. With my, my uh, eye in the ocean leaving, it was kicking and screaming. I got dragged out of there. I didn't really. Uh, yeah. I got kicked out. I, it yeah, was, I Did I know that? <clears throat> I don't think I knew that. I, I don't know. I I, mean, I knew I, you were with I, them I for a while. I shelled up for a little while. I was pretty bummed. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, it was Adam. I, w- I went and did Get Scared with Adam. Right, I remember that. And for for like a week, and then um, yeah, uh, Adam came home from tour, and we had a band meeting, and, and that that was the decision that they had made as a wow. band. Wow. It was a bummer, but I yeah. mean, you know, uh, like it, I handled it well, and love them still, and still still good good bros with all of those dudes. Oh, that's awesome, and they're I'm the they're bro ship guys too, right? Yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's who got me. In, yeah, in and uh, they're actually. Um, jamming again for the 10 year anniversary of Escape is Fiction. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's first self-titled LaRusso album back on track again. <laughs> um uh, four songs, five songs, four songs, five songs. Five uh, songs. six songs actually. Oh, uh, there were six songs on that record. I remember that. Um my 
uh, experience with LaRusso. It was kind of, I mean, I knew about the marshmallows. I loved the marshmallows. That's how I got into Salt Lake music. Even at Hillcrest, we knew about the marshmallows. Oh, oh for real? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, dude, nice. all over the valley, everybody knew about you. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it was a well, I mean, it was a name that stuck with you. I mean, it was, I felt like that was a thing that Olympus kids did well. Well, I guess Olympus and Skyline kids, rich kids who played music yeah. did well, <laughs> is, was named their bands. I mean, Special Edward and the Marshmallows, mm-hmm. those are band names that you're going to remember and yeah. stick with you. You know what I mean? Yep. But, uh, so, um, I had joined Take the Fall, and Take the Fall kind of went through a period of uh, writing, I guess, and didn't, we lost touch with all of our homies, you know what I mean? And I kind of saw, I'm like, what? We can't ever get people to come to our shows, except for like the people that get drunk with us, you know what I mean? Like, we need new people at our shows, not just the same people. So I thought about LaRusso, and I thought about the trademark, and I was like, they're still you know, packing kids into shows. And I mean, music will work. Let's, you know, let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. So I got in touch with, I don't know if it was you or, or, or something, but I mean, we contacted LaRusso and it was, the plan was, uh, take the fall of LaRusso and the trademark show. Yeah. I still have a stack of those flyers in my room. Like, Seriously? A wrapped stack of those flyers. That's I'll give amazing. You one when you leave. I was say, I want one. <laughs> um, what's funny. Um, Dan had a bunch of them, and so they were giving them out at Austin's memorial. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it was super funny. It yeah. was it was a super cool part of the memorial, like not funny. It was cool. Yeah, someone's just standing there at the door, hand billing. Yeah, for a take the fall show at oh, Austin's yeah. memorial. So uh, we <clears throat> hit you guys up. Decided let's uh, let's do this together. Let's let's bank off each other's fans. Yeah. And then it was a pretty good relationship after that, right? I remember. It, Take the Fall didn't last super, super long, but I remember doing shows up in Wyoming and... Half Circle. That, uh, was it has, did you guys ever play at the Elks Club up there? No, so no, that I is where that we was, did play. That, that was it, yeah. We I were, couldn't remember what it was called. Thank so you. that was... That, we, we played the Elks Club up there with uh, Somewhat Gone and Corner Pocket oh, way you did? back in the day. Corner oh, that's Pocket. funny. Nice. Yeah, see, we talked uh-huh. about Corner Pocket on the last one, too. I... Those guys are great. Um, yeah, and I remember you had Maddie and Steve, or not Steve, uh, yeah, Steve from yeah. the contingency plan. So, 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 play with you at that Chris, show too. Chris Alder got a an opportunity to be able to build a band, and so he offered dudes in other bands money, and well, well, not necessarily money, but just like, hey, let's buy some cool gear and let's create a band and let's start. So he took Bert from Take the Fall, and he took Jay from the contingency plan. And so we got in t- contact and, with the dudes. And what was the guy? Ayrton? Atherton? Yeah, Ayrton. Ayrton. John. John. Yeah, that's John from yeah, Ayrton. Yeah. Yep. And then Chris Alder. Yeah. All yeah. his names ring bells. Yeah. Like, they just keep ringing bells, but I can't. That's Salt Lake music, man. Names, Salt Lake music. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I wish we could, you know, pull up a. What? Uh, let's pull up MySpace. Let's go to John, <laughs> John Ayrton, my, MySpace, real quick and check it out. Um, so. Uh, uh, well, we got in contact with the dudes from the contingency plan because we had no drummer all of a sudden and we still wanted to be in a band. Right. And so uh, uh, they had Matt and they had Steve and both of them were looking. And so Austin took put, put his guitar down, just grabbed a microphone. Yeah. So yeah, it was the Elks Club that we did play with you guys. Normally, the take, take the Fall in that era, we had played at this little... Shed. It was like an yep. industrial shed yep. called the we, Half Circle. We played Half Circle a couple times. Oh, I think did? one of the times oh, okay. was with the trademark. Oh, yeah. Well, well, they see, were see tra- they were those. Those brothers were really good at oh, um, so. Drew and Riley. They were oh, really so good, good at, at, at marketing and, mm-hmm. and, and getting themselves up. I mean, their parents were way, way involved. They got them merch. They had a van that had like the trademark. The trademark. I still it remember. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. I remember they that. still have one of the coolest local music videos I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, totally. That black and white like murder yeah, mystery. And Maddie was the one like double crossing him. Oh, I still remember that that video. I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, make sure everybody goes it. and checks that out. Yeah, if go, you're listening, go I check it out. I forget what the song's called, but it yeah. is an incredible music if, video. We'll we'll uh, we'll find the link to it and share it with this when we post this That's for sure. Idea. That's a good idea. Um, the trademark, man. That was cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that Take the Fall, so we did a few shows, but that was during the, uh, when, when Take the Fall was trying to figure out right. our streamlining and getting on, on the road and people couldn't get on the road and we just needed to figure out the correct combination of people who could get on the road and get out of salt lake you know yeah. and then you did we yeah. what was that over like a couple of years we did three 
four tours together? Three. As the Lauderdale? Three. It was just, it was only the span of one year. Okay. Oh, and I think maybe you guys, did you guys do anything with Blackouts afterwards? Maybe. God, I don't even, I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, so, I mean, that because that, that time, everything kind of just blended together. But, so, uh, uh, it was the Lauderdale for only about eight months or so, and I believe you guys came with us twice. Okay, but yeah. like you guys came up to uh, Washington. I remember right. we played up in like even all the way up to like Centralia, Washington. Yep, Central, yep, yep. yep. Uh, with uh, the seatbelt tragedy, uh-huh. those dudes. Yep, and they had us in their home in Portland. And yep, in Portland. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys meet Automatic Boy too? Uh-huh. Oh, from yeah. Missoula. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah we you stayed guys, at their. You guys, we stayed at their house okay, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of those photos are from. The, the tooth brushing photos. Oh, yeah, exactly. From, Automatic Boy's from house. their house. Yep. And then Kenny moved to Nashville and started uh, uh, Farewell Fighter. Farewell and, Fighter. Yeah, and they're yep. killing it, dude. Well, I, I don't think they're doing much. Are they not doing anything? He's just he's just songwriter right now. Okay. He he's killing it. I saw that he sold a song or something. Yeah. No, he's been he's getting songwriter credits so yeah that's cool people yeah it's wow. awesome that's really cool good for him man i mean he's he was always a great songwriter and his weight loss is incredible <laughs> you know what i mean he looks amazing yeah he, yeah kenny he fleetwood if you ever listen to this we love you baby <laughs> and can i have some ramen noodles just you know i won't take them until you say yes or <laughs> the no noodles <laughs> do you remember that house uh uh the the vents in that house were angled weird and so the were they yeah the um uh the pilot light would go out huh so every morning I would wake up before all the other dudes and I'd get down there and I'd fire up the thing and wait for an hour and then I had a warm shower and then y'all had to fucking figure it out <laughs> after that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't remember that at all. I do know you were up before everybody because you have some pictures of all of us like while all we're still sleeping. All of you sleeping. passed out. Well, yeah, we're that's what sleeping. you do on tour. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a f- creeper who takes <laughs> pictures of people while they sleep. I hate now memories, I, man. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have them. We, uh, that was, those, were some, those were some fun times, man. Some cool tours. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, you guys did the second record in Verity. Uh, the second record was actually a, a World Behind the Mask. Oh. A long time ago. I think that was maybe 2005, 2006. So, okay. Then the self-title wasn't the second record. Self-title was the, the first. Was the first. Right. And then World Behind the Mask was the second. And How come the I don't Sweetest remember Place any songs was the third. Um, let's Holy see. God. Off of World Behind the Mask, we had Revolution. Okay. Um... Uh, Let's Dance. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we did that, that big now. release at Local. Remember Local? Yeah. Yep. Okay, okay. The Local, yeah. That was cool. Um, Nate Alouette. Do you remember that? Nate Palmer? Yeah. Alouette. Yeah, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He he did a lot of our, our shows at lo- The Local. That was such a cool idea. It was a venue a- in a mall, dude. It was so weird. Yeah. It, yeah. They didn't like it. No, they did not. They hated it. I th- I think they just didn't like the kids wandering around the mall after it was closed. For if they sure. Found a way to like keep them like located in the venue itself. I think it would have been fine. Or or close to the venue. Exactly. You know what I mean. Even even like some some velvet ropes would have yeah, would have done something. Done something. But yeah, they were making their month's rent in like one show. Yeah, it was absolutely. awesome. Packing it out. And I mean, the, and then the rest of the time, there's a store where you could go buy local merch you know what i mean like that's yep. weird yeah cool. such an amazing idea like, they do like a segment on the news for it and everything yeah, and that's yeah, cool. amazing yeah the local that was an interesting time man solid music is it's you know it's gone through phases that's yep. i want to get that back i want to get the interest in the local scene back well know? and i mean you you'd be surprised you know there's what I mean? a lot it's, out there still there, I, is, yeah, there is there's this uh, uh young band they're called echo muse um they're they're pretty killer, dude. Are they yeah, from sure. Salt Lake? Yeah, they're from Salt Lake. Nice. They, uh, they um, I I used to work with the kids' mom. That's how that's how I how I know of them. Nice. She's like my son's in a band, and then I was like, oh yeah, we play at the same venue as your son. That's super tight. Nice. But uh, yeah, he's he's super young and and just you know, Echo Muse. They're they're coming up. They're pretty cool. Check oh, them yeah, out. Yeah, I'll check them out for sure. Check them out. Um, so uh, the sweetest place. Mm-hmm. Number three. Number three. And then in Verity was number four. Yep. Okay. And then uh, how much touring? Did you guys do any touring after that? Um, let's see. We toured mostly after in Verity came out, I remember. Is that one? Or kind of, no, right. Yeah, right in between. After Sweetest Place and then after, after Sweetest Place. Yeah. Yep. That we did uh, 
a big stint out with Neon Trees, actually. I love telling people that story. They're like, you toured with Neon Trees? I'm like, yeah. They used to come up to Salt Lake and open for us all the time. Name like, drop. Yeah. <laughs> yep, for sure. That's cool. And uh, Goodnight Sunrise, who's now oh, just a good night now. And no, they're not. I don't even think they're doing that anymore. Oh, not anymore? No. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Uh, Sam, I believe, moved. Uh, Justin's definitely a, a pilot, so I don't, oh. I don't think he's doing wow. music anymore. And I think Justin was the one who did all their recording and Most of it, all yeah. that stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, Danny Donuts is uh, singing for a band called All Good Things Okay, in Los Still Angeles. In, oh, yeah. wow. Nice. Yeah. All Good Things. Check them out. Yeah. Another one. Super super rocking. Um, so you guys did the touring, and then um, did you guys, uh, personnel issues, what happened there? Um, as far as me taking over vocals? No, I'm I'm just saying after, we're talking after in Verity at this oh, point. Okay. Um, after in Verity, unless there's more significant things in that time period that we yeah. should well, we should revisit. Not that I can think of. Because in Verity was released, and then you guys did the touring with us, correct? Yeah, we were doing a lot of touring with oh, with you guys, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 with with the Lauderdale, I mean, right, correct, yeah, okay. Um, and so, and then after that, you guys didn't do a lot of significant touring. Yeah, after in Verity, that's when we had you fill in for some shows. And then it was uh, what All Red was one of the shows, and then and then the, the Ataris. Ataris, yeah, yeah. They I were, think that's they it, were right? Back to back, they were back to back Fridays, I believe. Hmm. Both at Kilby. Both, at, uh, yeah. I knew Ataris was at Kilby. God, I don't. Even, God, it's so long ago. I don't even yeah, remember. It's crazy. <laughs> I love. Um, that. But yeah, my brother got married. Ron joined up with. It was Black, Black Hounds, Hounds at, the time. at the time. Yep, and then and that evolved into the Lauren Walker Madsen band, which I believe he's still and the doing. Hustlers. He is, yeah, With Lauren Walker and the Hustlers. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. And then Chase was also married or something, doing his own thing. I remember so, that time he was getting married or or thinking about it, or, or that was the plan. Yeah, shortly. Yeah. So I was doing it by myself for a couple of years, just like I said, just doing the acoustic shows up at uh, Utah State, and had a couple in Ogden. It was really fun. But it was just kind of stagnant. But it gave me a lot of time to just write by myself. And by the time I found some new members to before Tell Me Everything, you know, I had quite the arsenal already of songs just kind of like waiting to be fine-tuned. Absolutely. And so you've just been writing since from that point and just figuring just out. Just playing shows where I could ones. and just writing, yeah. Cool. I see your tattoo. As you said, tell me everything I read. Tell me everything on your arm. That's super cool. Is that your album artwork? Uh-huh. That's yep. So we did um, an album called Tell Me Everything, and at the same time, we recorded an acoustic album called Roads. We released them about eight months apart-ish. And uh, yeah, these are the covers from both the both of the albums, and I just kind of combined them into one super tattoo. Super cool. Super cool. I really like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, I, I don't think I've seen you with tattoos. Is that a pirate ship, too? Uh-huh. That's super cool. <laughs> I love it, bro. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've seen you with tattoos. That's cool. Um, so, uh, then you uh, decided to get some young blood in the band. Young blood. Actually, Chase came back. Chase came back? Yeah. What? Yep. I didn't even know about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chase. I <laughs> miss that kid. Yeah, I miss him, too. Him and I talk every once in a while. Next time you talk to him, tell him hello for me. I, I will. Gotta, I got to figure out. You got to give me his numbers. I will. I got to get in touch with that kid. I will. He's I great. love Chase. Yeah. Great um, so he came back in. We found another couple people. And, um, you know, one of the guys, my guitar player, well, we met through a mutual friend started jamming together and we were actually still doing just acoustic shows just him and I and it wasn't until Chase hit me up and was just like hey like I'm down if you guys want to ever jam full band I was like hell yeah we already got a guitar player we just need to find a so bass player so he was and past like the beginning of marriage when he has to be there all the time exactly, and they yeah. wanted to be away from <laughs> yeah. each other and so he's like I got all this free time do you yeah. guys want to jam yep. shit you quit because you got married like I don't yeah. when did that change but then he was back in for maybe eight months and then he left again for good and that's when we found another drummer, and he's the one who actually recorded all the drums on Tell Me Everything. On Tell Me Everything. Yep. Was Tell Me Everything before Rhodes? Ye- we, we recorded them both at the same time, but same we time. released it before Rhodes, yeah. I see. I see. That was cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, uh, current members now. So, it's funny. I actually was reading our text again this today, and I don't know if you've seen, but LaRusso was actually, as of last week, we're, it's... We're done. You're done. LaRusso is done. I am not done. LaRusso is done. Fortunate. I didn't know that. As of last week? As of last week. We kind of knew within the last two or three weeks, but we did the official announcement last week. Wow. And and you're not going to use the name again? Nope. 
It was... You want to play, play some music together? <laughs> I do. I'd love to. Let's jam. But uh, my guitar player and I actually have a new project that we're doing. Oh, cool. We're super excited about. But um, yeah, LaRusso, people would always ask me, you know, you've gone through so many members. How is this still like a genuine thing? And I was like, that's an interesting question. And I get how people like would see like, yeah, what are they doing? They're just Absolutely. kind of riding the coattails of LaRusso off just forever. No. But it was always this idea that was bigger than members. It was bigger than anybody. And it was just this message of, you know kind of where the name came from the karate kid you know fighting the for the kid, underdog bro. and the people who were Ralph bad against it counted out you know exactly so that was it was that idea and that's where i was like that idea is what larusso is not because we lost this particular drummer not because we lost this particular singer but now it's we hit this creative roadblock between some of the members and it was just best to remember it for what it was instead yeah. of having it devolve into just this big mess that's a bummer well uh news to me I mean, I guess that's an organic reaction. You guys have just yeah, barely found out about it on the recording. Say, yeah. I was going to mention it before we started until you, <coughs> you said that. I was have, like, uh, mentioned it, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> I love the the natural. I wanted to get. I got to get you laughing on this, man. We got to get you. We got to get your laugh recorded. Um, uh, well, I, that's unfortunate. But so, what do you have? A, do you have a name for the new project? Yeah, we're called the Eight Eighteen, and we just got all of our social up last out week or and numbers. Uh, numbers. It's the and then number eight colon and number eighteen. Oh, yeah. The eight comma eighteen. Okay, I the like eight, that. Uh, colon 18. colon eighteen. Like time. And that's uh, where it came uh, from. Yeah, was it was time? Not. We were worried about people thinking it was going to be biblical. I literally was just thinking it, it yeah. reads like a Bible verse. Exactly. And so, but no, it has nothing to do with that. Not that. There's anything wrong with that, and some of the verses we <laughs> not there's anything yeah. wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually really cool and relevant, but no, it's not Christian or biblically based at all. Cool. That's a cool name. I like that. Yeah, we were stoked so about it. just you and a guitar player right now. Yeah. So we're doing more like electronic stuff. I don't know if you remember Layel. He played at our album release show. He produced. If this is the way. Yeah. He used to be the singer of Number One Gun. Yeah. Yeah. So he. Whoa. Is he used full to be the of- singer of Number One Gun? Yeah. Yep, Jeff Schneewise. They weren't from Utah. No, they were from Chico, California. No way. That's cool. Yeah, he was like good friends with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow. Because he was born in Chico, went to Chico State yeah. and everything. Just yeah. more name dropping. More you name. Know? You got a name drop. <laughs> Somebody's got to hear this shit. <laughs> <clears throat> That's cool. But it's kind of in that vein, a lot more electronic. So we're getting into. So you are you know, not looking for a drummer? Oh, we're not not looking for a drummer. I but see. as of now, it's just kind of we're just doing our own thing. We're just basically writing and trying to get you know half an hour set down and okay. then we'll probably start thinking about that kind of stuff but i love that well cool well uh we will have to get some shows together yeah in, absolutely in the near future oh yeah that i'm disappointed to hear about Larusso. how what was the what's the what's the timeline on that even like how long was that a band uh 15 years what the f- is actually <laughs> at this point yeah about 14 and three-fourths years wow so wow. 04 to 19. Well, congratulations on that. That's, yeah, thanks, that's man. That's an amazing run. Yeah. Uh, I was I I went to a Larusso show um, last year. Was it was it the album release mm-hmm. at the Metro Metro, yeah. Met- Metro Metro Hall? Music Hall Metro Music Hall? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I have to tell you, it was uh, like emotional a little bit for me to see you up there. Yeah. You know, because I just because we've had so many, you know good memories together and I, I felt like I was so familiar with you as a musician and your music and all of a sudden you're playing the bass and I'm like I don't know a damn thing about Aaron like what's happening I, yeah. gotta, I gotta I gotta stay better in touch for sure <laughs> but uh yeah I mean I was I was so impressed I mean you had uh um kids 18 to to 35. La Russo, La Russo. In the audience. It was nuts, man. I'm standing in the back going, look at you, Aaron. You, you're just, you're doing it still. Yep, you know, just trying. That's super cool, man. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing to have that kind of success with a band for, for a long time. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. It was a little bittersweet end of an era, but reflecting back on all the experience that we've had, the people we've been able to meet, yeah, just priceless, dude. Right? Every time friends. you and I get together, it's just boom, straight back in like touring stories, and like, it's amazing. Like we haven't missed a, missed a beat. Man. Exactly, and I love that. Those are the kind of friends you you. I feel like you. I mean, we talked about this last time, but yeah, those are the kind of things you it's friends kind of you develop. Music makes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Casey, Casey and my my first experience uh, what together met. We met, decided to jam, jam together. Then he came. Uh, like we split. Was like cool. Have a good day. And then he like texts me and he's like, "What are you doing? Like, are you busy?" And and, and I'm like, 
I'm just chilling, dude. He's like, let's get together again. And so like literally met back up after we like left That's and, awesome. and, and then hung out the rest of the evening and I met the other guitar player and, and, and so, yeah, that's, Hell yeah. Uh, that you're was, still jamming bass too, right? <clears throat> I am. Of course. Yeah. I play, I play guitar probably. I mean, uh, in my personal time, I play guitar a lot more. Yeah. Probably. I mean, there's more to do. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Casey saw me posted an old vanity picture with my bass and was like, do you still play bass? I'm like, yeah, man, but I sold my gear. He's like, we got gear. You got a bass. So. <laughs> yep. I knew him from I Am The Ocean, and that was like my, that's what I knew him from. And I was like, well, if he played for the Osh. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, I was got to get our shit together. Yeah. If he's going <laughs> to come practice with us. <laughs> I was definitely out of my league in that band. I learned a lot from those kids, man. I learned a lot from Taylor. Taylor's, Taylor's right knee has a one-eyed willy tattooed on it. And so it would pop up from the bass drum. And so I would just watch One-Eyed Willie and keep on beat with One-Eyed yeah. Willie. And that's how I knew I was staying on beat. <laughs> that's awesome. It was super funny. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, do you want to, let's, why don't you uh, plug your, uh, your, do you have, do you have social for your new band? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, I think Twitter. It's uh, the818UT, as in Utah. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, we'd love uh, following everything. We actually have a song kind of in the chambers right now. I'm just finishing mixing it up, and uh, ideally, we'd like to get it out next month. But you know, we'll see. Cool. I haven't really announced anything for it because we just don't know yet. Cool. But Did you guys record it yourselves? Uh-huh. Cool. Uh huh. Well, we yeah, we recorded ourselves and we sent it back up to Jeff, who was our producer for If This oh, Is the okay. Way, and then he added his flair and mixed it for us. But then there's just a few things that I need to change, and then we'll be good to go. So timing worked out well for that so we're not stagnant for too long before we can give people something new cool cool what's what's with the who's the who's the best band you ever played with i mean neon trees you already plugged that neon trees yeah they were incredible best band like uh yeah we played a actually a sold out complex show with the wombats that was amazing whoa and they crushed it yeah i bet they crushed it Yeah, they were amazing and that was actually kind of the first hit where we were like, oh, let's, this is kind of cool. Let's incorporate some more electronic stuff into our music, which is why If This Is The Way it was a little bit more electronic heavy. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. And that man, had, part of the decision... to do with the Wombats. Yeah, a little bit. Because they, just watching those kids get into that stuff and like how they were performing it, like to me it's so weird without an instrument. Like, what do you, what do, you do? It's so wild. Yeah, like, but just seeing them do it and just crush it and all these kids just going wild for it, I'm like, this is super cool. And just kind of it's super how music is evolving how at this music point. Has I feel evolved. like exactly. You know what I mean? I feel like we're we're a bit behind step just because we're still stuck in in our ways and doing no, no, just our stuff just has the rock world. Nostalgic feel to it for sure. Here. And there is there's marketability for that. And it's not yeah, it's not going anywhere. You know no. what I mean? There's when you still Blink One Eight Two still releasing all those new and, records and yeah. bands like Stick Champs and stuff like that. You know, pop punk's not dead. Uh, pop punk's not dead at all. I love a I lot love, of them are coming back for like exactly your anniversary album. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody after you've been together for 10 years, you That's want true. to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I would love that. I, uh, I would love a Lauderdale 10 year. That would have been, oh. that would have been cool. Yeah. We had, I sure. mean, we had talked about doing yeah, it. I remember that. Austin yeah. was planning on, um, he was, he was moving up here shortly before, okay. before he was killed. So, that was, I mean, I would, I it was like a light at the end of this tunnel without Austin. I was super excited. Yeah, that, but no, I remember. I thought you were saying something about trying to get a whole <laughs> bunch of local musicians together from back in the day and doing an Austin. So like, that's the plan. Um, anybody who ever memorial like and well, I'm it's so so. I mean, show for sure. But I mean, ultimately, we want to record it. I, I oh, want right, to record yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there are about ten or twelve songs of Austin's that um, were lost. Um, I, they exist only in my head. Yeah. Because even Dan has forgotten them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I have videos of a lot of them, which is how I've been able to keep them fresh in my head over the years. I right. don't have a, a savant memory or anything. Yeah. No, but, I think I remember last time you <coughs> out. You said you had started recording some of them, right? So I've just, I've, I, I, I still have those um, just scratch tracks, you know, because um, most of those songs were written with um, Lauren on the drums, and right. and mm-hmm. we. It wouldn't be like Bert picking it up and playing again. You right, know what I mean? Right. Bert, we pretty much recorded everything that we wrote with Bert, and then and and then Bert left the band. And so shortly after that is when Lauren took over, and all the songs we wrote from that point, um, yeah, never got recorded. Plus, Dan knows uh, several from from way back in the day mm-hmm. that um, that we're gonna try. But uh, yeah, ultimately we want to get. <clears throat> I want to get just you know anybody who loved Austin to be you know come come play a few licks of a, of a guitar. Yeah, guitar line on this, and then 
in the you know whenever I finish it in the credits we can do hey you played guitar on this yep. song you yep. know what I mean and I think that would be so cool super and cool. just a great way to memorialize them too absolutely yeah so um, yeah that's that's my my project for in the, in this next year I'm just it's tough you know what I mean after after you lose them it's tough to to sing those songs it's true it hurts a little bit oh yeah you know so I feel I feel like we covered it okay we got it. That's great, man. It was great. That was super. Yeah. Thank so much for coming, man. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah, I'm super, super stoked to see you, Aaron, and we'll have to get together again soon. Let's Absolutely. Do some lunch or something. Absolutely. Um, Aaron, can you do me one favor, real quick? Sure. And say, hey, this is Aaron Condrat from Larusso. Thanks for listening to Show Stories. Hey, this is Aaron Condrat from Larusso. But now the 818. But now Thanks the for listening to Show Stories. Cool. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. I love you, man. Thank you. Love you, guys. That's our show for this week. We want to thank Aaron Condrat for being our first guest. Make sure to check out all of the projects mentioned in this episode, because that's kind of what it's for. But especially LaRusso and the 818. I want to thank Miles Rogers for being my host and all the hard work that he does. And thank you to everybody that listened. Be sure to check out next week's episode coming out on Friday. Until then, we'll see you in the crowd. If you play local music in Salt Lake City, or if you love all things local music and have some interesting stories to share, come sit down with Miles and Casey and be a guest on an upcoming episode of Show Stories. You can get in touch with us by email at thehivemindcollectivesslc at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at thehivemindcollc.com.